0: I want to thank you for putting me back in my sales share. I
1: want to thank you for putting me back in my Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast. Normally a song-by-song song podcast. This is a Patreon episode, though. And um, this is a very special episode, a part two of a theme. That um I, I think like like part one I was just listening. I remember we started it where you all have to say in you in unison what we're calling this. This is uh part two of what? Miscellaneous, miscellaneous trans miscellaneous
2: trans.
1: I am normally your host, Greg Simpson, but I uh as the one person in this crew that does not identify as trans, I am handing it over to Averyn Keating. Or, as i reminded, listening to part one, how I typoed your name without the G. <laughs> Avery Keaton. 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 It's like Keaton. I still think that's funny. I don't know why. Um, but I hang out with elementary schoolers all day, so that's where my my comedic sense it's is. It's like
3: the rootin' tootin' version of my name.
1: Right. That's what... Yeah. That's what I would say over here in the sticks. I live in, uh, or I don't live in, I teach in a county that has no stoplights. We've stopped signs, but there's not a single stoplight. That's how rural this is. So if I were to say your name round, round there, I'd say Katen. So, um, And I'm going to wash my clothes and uh, say things like that. So uh, let's go ahead, and I'm going to hand it over to you before um, I get any loopier uh, coming off a three-hour episode with Gareth Lyons talking about I'm Impressed, Averyn. Um. Tell everyone about your podcast, and then uh, you oh. can take it from there.
3: Uh, go drink some water, Greg.
1: <laughs> I've got my rock star, and that's uh not you any. It's not gonna make things better. I have water. I have water. Okay. Okay. Good.
3: Okay. All right. I'm so- just gonna
1: take a breath and let you let you go. Go ahead.
3: Okay. So, uh, my yes, my name is Abram Keating. I host a podcast, um, where I talk to other trans and gender variant poets about poetry. Um, I have one coming out soon with a poet named, uh, poet and memoir writer named Sung. Um, uh, it, it's really interesting. I think it'll be fiery um, in the in sense of, like, Sung talks about, like, a lot of publishing industry stuff that's um, really pertinent. Anyway, so that's mainly what I do. Um, my pronouns are they, them, and theirs. Um, And so uh, I guess I'll just go down the docket. Um, Mari, do you want to introduce yourself?
2: I'm Mari Morton. I currently live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm a musician, uh, you know, multimedia artist, kind of do a little bit of everything. And... This is not my first round here on the podcast. I'm very excited about doing part two, finally, of of this. This is a long time in the making.
1: Yeah, and also, you were the first... Weren't you the first episode... The Else episode with Take Out the Trash? Yes, yes. So uh-huh. I've since done two yeah. more that are yet to be released. I've already recorded Mesopotamians, and then I just recorded... I'm impressed, and... um. Oh, and Lou, we did. Uh, careful what you pack. So I'm catching up on the else. You you, you kicked it off, Mara. Yes.
2: Yeah, I started the ball rolling, and uh, then of course pronouns are uh, they them there.
4: Martha. Yeah. Hi. Uh, I'm Martha, and she her. And well, I don't really do much. I'm just in college at the moment, and. So, there's not much going on for I me. Mean, I'm just a stranger, Greg found on the internet.
1: <laughs> Did I find you on. Yes. You found me yeah, on
4: Reddit, yeah.
1: Reddit, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. From
4: the depths of Reddit, you dragged me up.
3: Uh, Martha, what do you study?
4: Uh, I, I do media, so I do do a lot of uh, criticism of like writing and stuff, so I'm used to this kind of discussions. Excellent. Um,
3: Seymour.
5: Oh, hi, I'm Seymour. Uh, use he, him. Uh, all I do is draw. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And puppets, right?
5: No, not puppets. I make dolls, though.
1: Dolls, okay. Sorry. I want to make puppets. Something fabric related or something, right? Yeah, I suppose. (laughs) I don't know. You know, I mean, puppets are essentially dolls you can. Jam your hand up the backside.
4: <laughs> it's socially acceptable.
1: Yeah, he says that he slurps a, a rock star. Put your hand inside. I'm so tired. Put
2: your hand inside. I'm so head.
1: At this point, it's like a sleepover where you where you're tired, but then you're like, we're gonna keep staying up, and you get past that point, and you hit the second wind. That's where I'm at right now. So, all right, I'm gonna stop talking. Go go ahead. I'm gonna try to. I'll just push the mic away from my face for a while. <laughs>
3: Okay. Um so we have a bunch of uh different songs um of varying kind of like uh I guess times that that the Johns like recorded them. We have some new ones, we have some ones from bed bed bed, which is really interesting. Um so who who would like to talk about their song first? Um I guess Martha, we were talking a little bit about the greatest before we started recording.
0: They call me the greatest Because I'm not very good and they're being sarcastic The being sarcastic
3: about like your your relationship to that song and kind of um how you how you've come to kind of interpret it in in your own specific way
4: uh well i've always trusted my gut instinct with interpretations literally the first time i heard it i i I relate it to a lot of the feelings i have about myself and no matter how many other people's interpretations i read it's like that's what sticks for me because it's just it's that personal relation to it, and it's like I was still fairly early on in being a fan of them. At that point, like I, I've very recently become a fan of them, and like so the way I see it, I I've always thought it's very it reminds me of anxiety. A lot of the anxieties related to the experience. It's,
3: Yeah, so um, can you kind of walk us through your interpretation, like, in terms of the lyrics, who do you see as, like, the the character singing in the song, or, like, what do you think is going on in it?
4: The way I always saw it uh, was it was someone with some kind of anxiety, uh, um, and they're (laughs) they're expressing how they... Uh, how they're feeling about the world, uh, giving them compliments. Because uh, the way I've always felt it, when people compliment me, I just see I brush it off. And the way it's the way I see it in the song is like it's, they're being sarcastic. The, the ink washes away, things like that. That's the way I've always seen it.
3: Yeah, because um, like when you're when you're used to kind of like walking around the world in a um... In a, in a, like with an identity that is often like, stigmatized, it can be kind of hard to, to understand where people are coming from when they're complimenting you. Like if someone says, like, oh, you're so brave, or oh, you look so great, it's kind of like, it's, it can feel almost condescending, right?
4: Oh, yeah, very, very easily. And it's, it's, it's hard to really take anything to the heart, because you're not sure what people's intentions are. And even if they are being genuine, sometimes you've got that stigma against yourself. You still want to accept it.
3: I guess I'll go around my screen clockwise. So, Seymour, um, if you have any thoughts about that song. Oh, I don't have any thoughts. You don't have any um, kind of like thoughts about the song or any kind of like resonances with you?
2: No. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Well, I wanted to respond to Martha's comment about taking compliments uh, or maybe not even accepting compliments from people and how they can seem sarcastic. Um, I I definitely understand what you mean by that. That's something that is very, very real to me. I'm terrible at taking compliments from people, and it can be hard when... Uh, you know, you're so critical of yourself and you're so focused on how other people are seeing you that even when they tell you that they see you in a good way you're thinking, what's the you know, <laughs> what are you trying to work here? So, yeah. And it, um,
3: um, yeah. That makes sense. And it, I think like a lot of people can resonate that with that. Not just like trans people, but I, I think it's... um. It's especially pertinent to us, in a way.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're looking for acceptance. We want people to see us in a positive light, but you can get so caught up in the criticism that you face on a daily basis from others that it can be really, really difficult to accept it when people say kind things about you. And... uh you get beat down a lot by other people. So,
1: mm. yeah, just, just to chime in here as um, the guy that's led the easiest life out of all of you, I would assume, uh, because I'm whatever, you know, I'm like the, what most people think I was like a normal guy. I'm really, you know, you all know I'm a total fruitcake, um, the, uh, <laughs> uh, but I I would say that I can't, like, I, well, I can imagine, but I can't relate. Like, but I can imagine how tough that must be. Um, it's kind of like when people say backhanded shit, like, like to a person of color, be like, oh, you're so well spoken. It's like, fuck you. That's like the dumbest shit ever. Uh, like, yeah, I know you mean well, I guess, but that still was pretty racist. Like, it's along those same lines. Um, but, um, I just also wanted to, um, say about um well the the greatest i was wondering if, if maria if you wanted to talk about um the director of the music video because you know the
2: director oh yeah. yeah um my old buddy alex italics directed that video and actually all of the artwork that you see in that video was done by my friend sean Randolph, who was sort of my landlord when i first moved down to tucson <laughs> really yeah, I ran into him at wow. in a Jawbreaker concert, like a couple weeks after the video came out, and it was the strangest thing because I hadn't seen him in a few years, and I just ran into him, and I was like, "Holy moly, awesome Nick, uh, or, or what am I talking about? Nick I can't even." Get Nick Offerman, comedians named Nick. I'm the worst. Um, but yeah, Nick Offerman art was great, and uh, yeah. I, like I guess even the the video um, with the whole voodoo doll thing going on, I guess it also relates to the, uh, yeah, I mean, even when people say nice things about you, it can hurt, and if someone adores you, they can still be, like, doing it in a way that, that hurts, I don't know, I I don't know if any of that comes from there, I don't know where the concept of the video came from.
3: And so now, I, I feel like we've, we've kind of, like, run, run the course with that one. Um, if, uh, Seymour, you wanted to talk about Impossible, which is a bit more upbeat in terms of, like, potential individual, um, like, happiness.
0: Well, they said I was impossible. Yes, they said I was impossible. And that someone who behaved like me But I knew that I was possible Not completely unbelievable And the one they said could never be It was me, it was me But there's something else they didn't know You can change your shape and you can grow Out of nothing into something new Something made up into something true It's quite impossible. the impossible turns out to be,
2: possibly.
0: Okay, uh,
5: with impossible, it's one of my favorite They Might Be Giant songs. And I think, um, it's, it's kind of vague when comparing it to trans stuff, because it's like, oh, uh, be the best you you can be, you know? And I think with, like, a lot of it, it's, like, changing yourself, you know? Because throughout the lyrics, they're talking about, like, changing themselves. And I kind of relate it to, like, transitioning in a way. Like, physically transitioning. And, like, the fact of, like, this seeming as an impossible thing becoming the possible so yeah. Those are my thoughts.
3: Uh Mari, do you wanna go off of that?
2: I'm actually not familiar with that song and I feel bad because I wanted to listen to every one of the songs that people had mentioned before we started this uh You gotta recording. look it up
1: on YouTube. It is a deep cut. It's from the Bed Bed Bed. And if I'm remembering correctly, Seymour, aren't you you're like really into the kids' albums, right?
5: Yeah. I listen to them all the time.
1: Yeah, we own the book, Bed Bed Bed. We we I had bought it for friends who had babies. And then when we finally had a baby, I'm like, I got an excuse. I'm gonna get the book. And it comes with the C D still. And so there's a deep cut. It was on so like on the wiki it says releases dial a song, bed, bed, bed book, and podcast forty six. That's that's all it's been on. So you gotta look it up on YouTube. So yeah, Mari, it's a it's a it's a deep cut. And and when Seymour put it on the dock, I'm like, Holy shit, wait, I've listened to that song like twice.
4: Um, Martha, I'm excited. Have you, Martha, have you heard of it before? I hadn't heard of it before. Uh, it was mentioned, but like I gave it a listen. It's so good. I love it. I think it's brilliant, and um, I'm glad I, I I first heard it with the intention of hearing it in this kind of this kind of context in terms of interpretation, because it, it almost sounds like a badge of like, they said it's impossible, but look at me now. Like it is. It's very. It's really nice to hear it that way. Yeah, I, it's
3: like it does the thing. I think uh Greg, I've I've talked with you about this before with Lanell stuff where he'll take like an idea and he just like he pushes it as far as he possibly can. Yeah. Um hmm. so like the the I think he's talking about octoflanges and octofish, which yeah. is like yeah. he, so he takes this like Captain B part also a deep cut reference. <laughs> yeah. And like he and he's he's making it into an anthem that's like really positive. And so it's kind of like, uh, he's, he's keeping this, this like, sort of whimsy for like this kid's album but he's also it's kind of like a trojan horse in the sense of like you have so much potential to be whoever the hell you want to be once you're out of your parents house
1: that's a perfect phrase yeah the trojan horse that's that's perfect way to put it yeah this verse i'm just looking at the lyrics right now well i'd like to be an octofish yes i'd like to be an octofish that's the thing that i would like to be octofu octofi it's like a dr (laughs) seuss book that can be interpreted in this amazing way yeah they said i was impossible i want to stress that they said i was impossible not they said it was impossible they said i was impossible like just like people being in disbelief that someone would want to or that someone would be in the wrong body and they'd want to transition there's still so many fucking people out there that would be like oh you're 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 not really a girl you're a guy you're not really a guy you're a girl and just like not believe that this is something that's possible and the song is saying well, they said I was impossible, and it totally makes sense. And and Seymour, I must say, this was an amazing pick.
3: Yeah, I love it. I actually I hadn't heard the song either until I saw it because um, I I'm not very familiar with the Kids albums. Um, besides, I think the last Kids album I I liked quite a lot. Um, and it's not
1: even on a proper Kids album. It's on an EP that's that came with a book.
3: Wasn't that and that book was like. St- the highest stolen item for a long time like people kept <laughs> stealing bed 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 or, or am i just misremembering something
1: go ahead and like, talk and I'll, I'll google i'll do some uh, yeah, research yeah so
3: i i don't know i think it's a. Uh, I think it's really lovely we're at
2: like barnes and noble or something or borders
3: <laughs> yeah like back when bookstores were still relevant um there are like very how relevant. i kept
1: reading like how i kept reading kurt cobain's journal which i can't believe they published uh, and i never bought it but i would just go there constantly and just look at it.
3: <laughs> bookstores are still they
2: that for ten. go to them but,
1: um, that get a,
2: books yeah. get music books get,
1: get a lot of books. art books i have a shitload books. of books i'm i i've i've i have plenty of nirvana books just not that one
3: Another song that you have on here that I'd never heard of before is uh, What Did I Do To You?
0: Whatever happens to chopped off, unloved, resentful appendages? Will they be phoning us at 3 a.m.? Whatever happens to them? What is that distant scampering? Have you secured the gates and put out the lights? Though my pounding heart nearly drowns it out What is that scam?
3: Can you talk about that song? Because I I have no idea what it is.
5: Well, um, it's on phone power.
1: And do know. you remember hearing it?
3: I you know, I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna go I'm gonna look it up real quick. It, for
1: being on a proper Elm, it's really weird because if you look I'm looking at the wiki right now and the only tabs that you can click on are lyrics, interpretations, and guitar tab. So, um it doesn't have a chronology tab, it doesn't have oh. a credits tab. <laughs> It doesn't have the credits for who played what on the song. And that is really weird for the wiki. So as far as it being on like a proper album that was released on CD and whatever else, it's kind of a mysterious song.
3: Oh, this song. Okay.
1: Yeah.
2: I think I listened to this the last time I got teeth work done.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Were you on drugs?
2: No, unfortunately not. Yeah,
4: that, that would be terrifying. This
3: song. I'm looking at the the YouTube comments for this song, and one of them is just, "I need to take a shower."
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, but see, C- C- Seymour, could you thank you for reminding me that this song exists? I'm a terrible fan. Um, could you could you talk about it?
5: Yeah, of course. Uh, well, um, wait, let me look at my notes
1: chopped off appendages
5: (laughs) yeah that's what i was thinking about because i was thinking about like (laughs) i don't know getting like bottom surgery or top surgery and like having this kind of doubt of what you're doing you know and like thinking oh is is this a mistake or you know
3: yeah um like will my will my tits be metaphorically calling me at three AM, like demanding <laughs> what I did to them? Like, <laughs> like I, I, No, but I mean like there is there is a lot of uh like I like that's definitely not literal anxiety, but there is so much anxiety around like the grieving process around these different kinds of like body modifications and kind of like what's going to happen if this is does irreparable damage or nerve damage or you know like what if it actually isn't the way i want it to be and now i'm like stuck or like what if i'm going to have nightmares where my body is like this but i actually want it to be like that and it kind of i mean yeah jesus
1: do um, uh yeah i've never heard anything about this but it just made me think of like uh people like injured in war talking about like phantom, phantom limbs, limbs and stuff like that. Is that a thing that happens with with trans people who have yeah. had physical Yeah, that's Yes. I never even also, that never even occurred to me. That's crazy.
2: It, it's not even necessarily a thing that only relates to having things removed. There's also plenty of like psychological research about people experiencing body parts that they don't even have in the first place. So it's like a yeah. ghost sort of a thing where you like have sensations or you feel like there's something that your body is missing that you never even had in the first place.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Just, I just want to say thank you all so much for being on this, this, these episodes in part one, and this has just been very, very, I'm I'm learning a lot and uh, I love this. This is just amazing. So I'm just I'm just gonna interject with that.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, um, I and it, I I don't know. It, it feels good to talk with like like-minded people about this kind of stuff because, um, it's it's kind of like it, what their lyrics are doing and what I'm reading, especially in this song, is it's kind of like it's. It's tapping into like an anxiety that we have that we don't really see reflected in the world very much, unless we're like coming to groups like this and talking more about it. But like, if you're if you're a trans person, you're kind of isolated. Like, it's you kind of like reach out to find um, anything that will will speak to you or parallel the kind of like body. Anxiety or dysphoria that you have
1: um, And thank god for the internet Because there's a lot of shitty things about the internet But bringing people together That would have previously Been felt isolated Is a pretty amazing thing And the fact that I can reach All around the world I mean literally we're covering s- What like uh, 10 hours worth of time Difference between Between Averin Avery in California and Martha in uh, England so it's amazing to be able to reach people all over the world and people of all stripes and shapes and sizes and colors. And it's just, uh, incredible. And just as someone who I guess was born into the correct body or, or, you know, that, uh, to be able to hear you all talking about, um, my favorite band from your perspectives is just super enlightening. Um, yeah. Thank you. Um, Speaking of time zones,
3: um, Martha, do you have any um, thoughts
4: about this song? Um, well, I've never actually thought of it in this context before. It's really interesting to hear that. Honestly, it's like, it fits super well there, because surgery on I'm really anxious about, so I, I'm like, I'm still kind of really shaky thinking about it, but, um, and, but the, the song's the same. It's just a really scary song for me. I don't know what it is about it. It just freaks me out when I hear it. So it's really interesting how it links that way for me.
3: Yeah, it's it's definitely like um it's like a Cronenberg film of a song. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's very creepy. Um I like it. Now that I've reheard it, I do like it a lot.
1: that's it for the free portion of this episode if you'd like to hear the rest head over to patreon.com/ this might be a podcast we talk about four more songs including snail shell no one knows my plan climbing the walls and unctuous whatever un- unctuous robot yeah so it's a really good one. There's a whole uh, hour more. So head to patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. Five bucks gets you the exclusive episodes, uh, merch. We got stickers, buttons. And as your pledge reaches $20, whether all at once or over a few months, then you will have a t shirt coming your way. All art on the merch thus far, designed by Abby Bash. It is really cool looking. Head to um, the Patreon to check that stuff out and uh, subscribe to the pod yeah so uh thanks again to all of my guests here Averyn, Mari, Martha, Seymour I hope everyone goes and checks out the rest on Patreon thank y'all